We are back for another day of chit chat with Corley. It is uh, today. It's actually we're recording this on June twelfth, so it's a Monday here. It's a little dreary outside, but one way to brighten up my day is seeing a former student and now a national champion for trying softball. That is Debbie Hill. Debbie, thank you so much for being with us here today. It's good to have you back. Thank you for having me. So, Debbie, of course, I think as everyone uh, starts to you know, think about just what you have accomplished. Did you ever think maybe as a senior, when we were on this run in softball, that you would be where you are right now with trying? I definitely didn't expect it to be my freshman year that I would, you know, like I would have a season like this, but we knew that we had a really good shot for the national championship anyways, but all of like the things that I've accomplished this year, I definitely didn't expect for my freshman year. And you're a pretty humble person. I think most people that know you would, would agree with that. But over the course of the season, you have a perfect game. Mm-hmm. And then you're named, you know, it seems like every week you're like the <laughs> national player of the week. And then we get to the postseason, and right before it starts, you're named the, what, MIAA freshman of the year. And then, like, All-American honors come. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're the regional outstanding player, the super regional outstanding player, most outstanding player of the tournament. Yeah. So how would you say, how do you go about staying humble? Like if I'm, I'm a pretty braggadocious person at times, <laughs> I'd be like, do y'all see me? Like I just did all that. Like, so how do you go about staying humble whenever you're getting all these accolades? I just, I mean, honestly, I just kind of think like all of the work is just like paying off. So like, I don't really need to brag about it. It's just like showing, you know, all the things that we do together in the off season or like just, I do like whenever is just paying off and I think that's like what's got me where I am and then of course all of my teammates like pushing me and stuff like that was there a moment during the season that you started to kind of feel like okay this is clicking for me personally and maybe for the team I mean obviously they went to the uh to the championship last Mm -hmm. year made you know to that that final uh round if you will but was there a moment for yourself and maybe for the team as well that was kind of like I think we're good enough to do this or was that maybe the expectation coming in So last year, it was kind of a surprise to them that they made it. And when they found out they made it to the tournament, they were super stoked. And then this year, you know, we knew that we got a lot of talent coming in. And honestly, it was more so of, you know, yes, we have talent, but talent's not going to get you all the way. It's our team chemistry, our like all the hard work we put in again. So just knowing like how we went through the season, like we knew that we were doing it. And then when we got to the tournament, of course, you know, we had to take the long way. We decided to lose our first game. So then we had to fight out of the loser's bracket. And then we make it to the championship and like, we're just sitting there. We're like, we're doing this. And then we lose the first game against Salisbury and like, okay, just another bump in the road. We're meant to take this route. And then we get to the game two of the series and we won. And our mindset was don't give us one. And we were like, you know, there's no stopping us. And we knew, so because we lost the first game, we had a few hours to just, you know, gather our thoughts. Salisbury had 45 minutes to gather their thoughts in between games. So we were just saying, you know, just we have to stay on top of them, don't lose energy. And then obviously we saw the outcome. I believe it was the first game that I think you got banged up a little bit towards the end with four, I think four runs or something. Mm -hmm. And you say like, we have a chance to gather our thoughts, but sometimes that can be tough when it's not, oh, we're coming off a win, like let's roll. It's right dang, we just lost, you know, I gave up four runs late and it was a pretty close game until that. So how do you have the mental, I guess, fortitude to not let that play in the back of your mind and doubt creep in? 
Um, so we kind of we did like have a little team meeting and we talked about like things we could do better, but we kind of we just talked about that game maybe a little bit. And then we moved on and we were like, you know, it's just another game, another game that we have to play. And when we win, we play one more game. So we just knew like we pretty much had nothing to lose at that point. Whenever you all get ready for a season, obviously there's a fall ball season. Was there anything that you take away from the fall ball season that you're like, okay, this was something I can look back on that that was kind of helpful in this run? We definitely did. So we did a lot of like getting, I mean, because you coming in, especially like being a freshman, you don't really know anyone. So we do a lot of things together where like we're just, you know, building chemistry, building bonds. And then we do a lot of like fundamental drills and things like that to get to know like Coach T's way of doing things, which I think helps because you already learn in that month of the fall. So when it comes back to springtime and you're in season, you don't have to relearn everything. You just already know. When you think about some sports at the college level, like, for example, you know, basketball, if you talk to collegiate basketball players, they'll say, wow, the speed of the game, Mm -hmm. the athleticism is way different at the collegiate level than in high school. What was the biggest difference for you in terms of going from high school to the collegiate level? I would say it definitely is a little like faster just because like, especially, you know, girls have been there for a while and they just, you know, know, like they bang, bang plays and all this stuff. So it definitely is quicker in that aspect. And then I'd say it's also a big like mental shift too, because you're playing for something bigger. Whereas like high school, yes, you're still representing your school. You're playing to hopefully win a state title, but you're playing for a whole university. And it's, I mean, it's just a different mindset. I feel like too. You mentioned kind of playing against older girls. Mm -hmm. For those that don't know Debbie, she's a little shy when you get to know her at first. (laughs) But you're also someone that's very competitive, especially in the softball world. So how do you kind of how did you balance that coming into like, I've got to meet all these new teammates. I'm kind of shy, but also like I want to come here and compete. Mm -hmm. How do you balance? Because I mean, I think you would describe yourself as a little shy as well. So how do you go about like getting through that like barrier of being shy, but then also like starting to make new friends, new teammates? Mm -hmm. So I was fortunate enough to know both of my roommates. I played travel ball with them, Joe Trine and Kennedy Huckabee. So I knew them, which helped me out a lot. And going on visits, because I went on quite a few and I met the team a few times. So I already had a little bit of like feeling what I was getting myself into. And with the amount of times that I talked to Coach D over the summer when he would come watch me, he knew that I was not a very talkative person. But he was like, you know, I'm going to get it out of you one day. You're and more of a sit back, observe kind yeah, of person. Yeah, I, I don't like to involve myself in things. So once I finally, you know, get comfortable, I open up. And he definitely said like he saw that a lot more like throughout season because, you know, we would have like meetings every now and then. And he was like, I want you to like be yourself because that'll help somebody else be more comfortable and things like that. So. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I had so I had you in peer class last year. Mm-hmm. And when you first came in, I'm like, oh, there's Debbie. Like, I know her from softball, but it wasn't like we talked a lot or anything. And then yeah. by the end of the year, you're like, give me crap about everything yeah. left and right. <laughs> going back to the high school part for a bit, because I think it's an important part of your story as well as a softball player. You played your freshman year. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. L- played freshman year, lost sophomore season to, uh, to COVID. And then you come back junior and senior year. But I think a lot of people that followed that senior season would say that, yeah, Debbie was good junior year. And, wow, we're going to have her back for senior year. That's going to be a big help to us. Mm-hmm. But I don't think a lot of people would have expected, and maybe you wouldn't have expected, or maybe you did, to make that next jump. 
Was there anything that you did in that off season between junior senior year? Was there any kind of extra training or, or is it just more like as you've gotten more in game experience that that transformation starts to take place? I think it was a lot of like, as we got like the more experience and just like getting comfortable and like kind of thinking like it's my last season, you know, I like, I'm just going to have fun with it and you know, whatever happens happens. And obviously, you know, we had a great outcome, which was pretty fun. So that was, I mean, and like getting more used to everyone, like, what am I saying? Like, so my junior year, we didn't really have any other pitching and that was a big mental shift from going to junior to senior year because Sully came in and I knew that I would have somebody behind me, whereas instead of trying to put pressure on where I'm like, you know, if I have a bad game, like, what are we going right. to do? So that definitely helped having somebody else behind me. Talking about Kylie Sullivan, who pitched mm -hmm. for us uh, this year. And of course, you also had some other softball talent. Of course, uh, Haley Wilkerson, who right. also made it to the NCAA tournament mm -hmm. with SIU, the Salukis. And then you had girls that have played a lot of travel ball with, you know, Tara had played right. and Jocelyn and Emma Piercy and Hallie and, you know, Ava. When you think back to, to that season, what would, you, what would you say in terms of the team chemistry? Because it's always tough, you know. I always thought when I when I'd called softball games for IU, I was like, at the collegiate level, I think everybody just loves each other, mm -hmm. right? No, there's always it's a team atmosphere. There's always going right. to be, you know, you want good team chemistry, but there's always it's it's sometimes you have to to really make an effort to build it. So, what was different maybe about team chemistry as you went through your high school years, and was it something that was special about that group? So a lot of so the people you just named off, we've played with each other since we were like eight. So we've kind of grown up with each other. Now we haven't been as close maybe as we were growing up until high school season, but it felt like cool that we got to all experience that together, like going from where it all first started to ending a high school season together and like getting to go that far and like having such a historic season from Whiteland in a while. I'm gonna, I told you before you came in here that I was gonna ask some tough questions. So <laughs> let's let's get into one of them. Oh boy. Uh, so this past uh, Saturday, so that would have been on the 10th, mm -hmm. we had the state championship for softball where Ron Colley fell to pin two to mm -hmm. one, nine innings. I think a lot of people around here know Keegan Rothrock and yeah. that she was a Whiteland person, went to Ron Colley. From your perspective, because you're around when all this is happening, what was your, I guess, immediate reaction when you found out that she was going to go to Ron Colley? Because, I mean, that would have, you know, let's, let's, let's say what it is. We're probably maybe a state champion or two yeah. with, with her here. So what was your immediate reaction when you hear that, you know, this girl that you probably played some softball with as well mm -hmm. wasn't going to come to Whiteland? I was a little upset when I found out about it, I won't lie. But I was, you know, that didn't really change anything. I was just like, I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll still have a shot in one of my four years. And it it was, you know, cool getting to see her experience all of these things. But it was also like, man, that could be us. Right. That yeah. could have been us. So, so when we get to the back, going back, I know we're jumping around a lot here, but getting back mm -hmm. to the senior year, of course, there's the jubilation of, you know, well, we've won five in a row to start mm -hmm. the season. You know, you start off the year with a win over Cinegrove, who is pretty good. Then it gets like 22, 23 wins. As you're going through that and you get the mid-state and you get the sectional title, what was, was there ever an instance? I know like every, every athlete wants to say, we're taking this one game at a time. But was there ever an instance like, we got Ron Colley circled. We want to see this. Was there ever a moment of that? 
Um, I want to say that there was, like, we knew, like, I think if we beat Shelbyville, I think we might have seen them. I, don't I think semi-state, semi-state yeah. yeah. So we were kind of thinking about that, like, oh, my God, we could we could do this. Like, we might face Roncalli, but so I think that kind of might have been a little factor where we were looking too far ahead and we should have been focusing on just one game, but. Going back to uh, trying for a second, uh, you're, you've talked a little about your coach. Tell me about uh, his coaching style and how you've had to uh, adjust to that because I've heard he's a pretty tough cook. <laughs> yeah, he he definitely, you know, expects what he knows he can expect from a player. So he will push you hard and because he knows he can get that out of you. And it's definitely a big change, whereas, like, so high school, Coach Mitchell, she wasn't a big push, push, push. She was like, I, you know, I know what you can bring, but she just kind of was more laid back, relaxed. And my travel ball coach that I played with for a couple of years, he was also kind of, I don't want to say he was the same way as Coach Mitchell, but he like was more vocal about things and he would push you. Kind of an he, in between. Right. And then Coach D, he's very like, I'm going to, I'm going to get this and I'm going to do everything I can to get this. And he, I mean, he does a great job at what he does, obviously. I mean, he's been very successful for the last, I think, 19 seasons he's coached there. Absolutely. So So when you think about like some of these moments of coaching that he gives, was there, you know, maybe you share with us a time that you're like, wow, that was maybe something I need to hear, or I was just not in the right headspace. And he's like, Hey, I'm going to push you in the right, I'm going to push all the right buttons Mm -hmm. and we're going to get you back on track. I mean, Obviously, there's you've had a great season, but were there moments of adversity that you needed him to kind of push you through? So I'll use the first game of the tournament as an example against Rowan. We, you know, almost got run ruled, and that was just a big eye opener. Like, whoa, we, you know, we weren't expecting that, and I was very down on myself. I was not happy with my performance, and he came up to me and he was like, "It's, you know, it's just one game. You're a lot better than what you performed." He was like, "You know." just bring it the next time and that was like something that I needed to hear and like he's came out and watched me a lot of times at Grand Park and he was like I've seen you play on turf before and I know you can do it and just like hearing like kind of like confirmation that he knows that I can do it he's seen me do it before kind of helps. Is it sometimes I always think it's uh, that people that you know you just if you've had a bad game the last thing anybody wants to hear is hey just pick yourself up you're gonna Mm -hmm. be okay I think if I was a coach, I'd be like, I'd just go and be like, well, Debbie, not going to lie, that sucks. <laughs> like, you got to yeah. do better. Um, but is there is there that immediate bond or how, how do you go about building that relationship, that bond with the new coach? Because it's one thing with teammates, right, that you're mm-hmm. with every single day. And I know you're with your coach a lot too, but, you know, it's got to be a little bit different. Well, so Coach D, we actually joke about it all the time. He used to, like, stalk me and follow me around. He would come to every tournament and – he always jokes because I would never go up and talk to him. He would always come talk to me first again, you know, not really that, right. Not really that first move kind of person. So as you know, I finally got to be a part of trying, like I was a part of the team. I got on campus and we like just started building that closer bond. And like, he would tell me things to make sure we still had that bond. So like when we had our three transfers from Eastern Connecticut come in, I found out about the pitcher that was coming in because he was like, you know, I don't want to break that trust about not knowing that you have another pitcher coming in, which I appreciate that very much that he tells me. So it's not like a who is this when she comes in. Yeah. And that was probably a big help to have that extra arm Mm -hmm. as well. I think, uh, of course, 
I don't think many people would have expected trying softball to go like slightly TikTok famous, but yeah. <laughs> I, I know everybody has seen the TikTok, especially around here because uh, we, we shared it and all that. But it's it's rare to have a perfect game. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to have a perfect game. It's even rarer and harder to have back to back perfect games. Yeah. Talk about kind of what the the team, you know, I would probably be just like, oh, we're not going to stop celebrating ever. But there's more work to be done, and that's you know, it's a nice accomplishment, but that's not what the the pinnacle is about. So, first of all, what's going through your mind as you throw the perfect game well i actually didn't even know i was throwing a perfect game um that doesn't surprise yeah. me that you would be oblivious <laughs> yeah um i knew like i was throwing a, i think i knew i was throwing a no hitter at that point but i just didn't realize it was a perfect game and then when we were when i was at that last batter with two outs i could see all my teammates they were just crowded in the corner and i'm like what's going on like okay and then i threw that last pitch she got we got her out and everyone just came running towards me. And I was like, okay, I love hugs. And then <laughs> our first baseman, G, was behind me. She's like, she doesn't even know what happened. And they're all like, you just threw a perfect game. And I was like, oh, my God. Is that your first perfect game? I think I've thrown one before. I don't remember when it was in travel ball, maybe. So, that would feel a little bit sweeter, though. Yeah, yeah. Especially just, I mean, again, being a freshman at the collegiate level, just getting to experience that. I feel like, too, and I, I could be completely off here. Travel ball, like... I know everybody makes those friendships over the summer and all that, mm-hmm. but there's so many teams and so many tournaments that uh, an accomplishment, even if it is a perfect game, yeah. can get lost <laughs> in the shuffle of just a busy summer. Yeah, you just kind of forget about I mean, like, it's like you look at more things that you've created through travel ball rather than what's happened. I mean, because you're kind of you're in travel ball to one, create those relationships. And two, I mean, if you're getting recruited, you're there to get recruited, too. So you just kind of overlook some of the big accomplishments. I think I've learned a lot about travel ball just from following Kylie Sullivan on mm-hmm. Twitter because she, like, first of all, I think she has a different favorite softball team collegiately <laughs> every, like, two months. It was, like, it, it was Notre Dame, and then it was Indiana, and then yeah. it was, like, Tampa, and now I think it's, like, Tennessee or Ole Miss or one of those <laughs> two. So, And just always getting the word out there. What was your recruitment process like from that aspect I know uh, Coach Mitchell was a big, we're about the team, right? We want to mm-hmm. make sure this is about the team. So maybe not, you know, I think there was maybe a team rule, like we're not going to be on social media. We're going to stay focused on what we're doing here. So how do you go about in terms of just, you know, trying to get trying to get your name out there and, you know, travel ball with there being so many teams? How do you, what's that recruitment look like? So we, our travel ball team used a platform called Sports Recruits and you could attach videos and things like that. And then you could write out an email and send them to all these coaches and so that's like what we used a lot and then we also had a thing called athletes go live which live recorded our games and we could share the code with other coaches so like we would send that out in the email and be like you know hey if you can't make it you can watch it like this way and so I know like our travel ball coach was definitely a big help like he would always go talk to coaches he would ask us you know who are we looking at this weekend and he would you know if they were there go make him go make it known like we're interested and he would talk about us and things like that so there's a little bit of a hey i kind of want to go to this school Mm -hmm. but they also then have to doesn't matter if i'm interested they also have to be interested in me so there's kind of that you know two-way street where you that you're hoping they'll meet you halfway and and see you play um when you go back to you know summer bowl which you're obviously not playing anymore but Mm just those travel teams what are some of the memories that maybe stick with you or some some fun trips that you took along the way um, I would definitely say like obviously all the friendships that we've made. Um, my so 
not last year, but the two years before, we had a girl on our team who was from the Kokomo area, and she had um, a boat, and we all one day went up there, and, like, we stayed at her house, and we went out on the lake the next day, which was really fun. And then just, like, all of the things that we've done, like, at nationals and things like that, like, nationals were always pretty fun. So, I mean, on it, it's honestly just more of, like, what you take away from, you know, building friendships and learning how to, like, handle, like, situations in the real world, honestly. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Tough question number two. Oh, no. You've played high school softball. You've played travel ball. You've played now one season at Trine. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to hear any trying to avoid the question. I want you to pick <laughs> favorite high school teammate, favorite oh, travel no. ball teammate, and favorite <laughs> trying teammate. Oh no. <laughs> start with we'll start with the Whiteland Warriors. Well, she's unfortunately sitting in on this talk here. But uh, I'll, I guess I'll have to say Maddie Myers. Still, still current Warrior playing yeah. for the Warriors. Had a good season this past year. Yep. All right, travel ball. And you played for, was it Indiana Magic Gold? Gold? Yeah. Hey, I know my stuff. Yeah, <laughs> look at you. Um, hmm. I would have to say Sophie Esposito. She goes to Carmel. She just graduated this year, and she's going to Indiana State to play. Okay. She was – I love that girl. She was such a hard worker. She's one of those that you would never see her clean. She was dirty from the start of warm-ups to the end of the day. So Hey, I've seen our baseball guys uh, come up to games. I'm like, did you all not, like, find the, the washing machine yeah. after the game? Like, we got <laughs> our, pa- our pants look brown. So. Yeah. All right, and then uh, Trine. And, of course, mm. I, will, I will cover for Debbie. If she doesn't say your name, it's not because she doesn't like you. She's, <laughs> I'm just putting her on the spot here. Yeah. Um, I think I would have to say Anna Keppel. She was our sen- one of our senior pitchers this year. She was a huge role model to me this year. Was she the one that transferred from? No, um, that was Alexis Michon. She was a junior this year. But so, yeah, Anna Keppel, she kind of, you know, led me around a little bit to like show me things. And, you know, if I would be in a tough situation, she would come up and talk to me and be like, you know, what's going on in your mind right now? And, you know, she would talk me through how she would work through that situation and say, you know, give it a shot. If it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. So, I give her a lot of credit for where I am now, and I'm definitely going to miss her. We, we're trying to convince her to come back for her fifth year, but um, I don't know if she's going to take it. <laughs> Whenever you talk about upperclassmen coming as a freshman, of course, trying just up in Angola, Indiana, so I'm sure mm-hmm. even before you get there, you have a chance to, as the recruitment goes on and just with any athlete, you have a chance to be on campus, check it out. Mm-hmm. Who were some of the people, and I'm guessing maybe it was, maybe she was one of the people, that kind of showed you the ropes of not just softball, but hey, this is what college is like, right? Because that's mm-hmm. a whole other thing that people forget is Debbie didn't just go and like, okay, I'm, I'm on the softball field all day. Like you're taking classes, you're right. trying to, you know, learn the lay of the land. So what was that experience? And, you know, who were maybe some of the people that helped you there? Well, so Lauren Clausen, she was another pitcher, a junior. Um, she gave me my tour when I went on a visit. So we kind of bonded a little bit then. And then just like talking with a lot of the upperclassmen, like, you know, what's what's it like? You know, what's classes like with softball? How do you manage all of that? And so, you know, when I went on visits and they would have the team come to like lunch so you could talk to them and get to experience all of that. So just, you know, kind of getting a head start of what that's going to be like and kind of preparing myself helped a lot because I won't lie, I'm not not the best when it comes to prioritizing work when it needs to be done. So I needed a, you know, a little 
mental check, like, okay, what's this actually going to be like? So what, uh, for those that are listening, what are, what are you studying? Exercise science. So that's right. Cause I remember mm-hmm. you, uh, did a little bit of a, not an internship, but kind of like a, almost a shadow or study with uh, Sarah Rowe or yes. athletic trainer here. Yeah. Debbie was there the day that I had to run the, uh, I think I ran a, uh, 40 oh, yard yep. dash or ran a 20. I was like, Oof, I might've pulled something. So. <laughs> yep. I was there to witness that. <laughs> so what are, what are the classes like? How's how, and how do you go about balancing, like wanting to do that, but also being competing when you could be maybe doing an internship or something like that? Yeah. So the classes, I mean, so far in my freshman year, haven't been too bad. It's a lot of like, you know, gen ed classes. And then we, I have been taking some exercise science classes, which have been, which haven't been bad. They're just like 100 level, 200 level classes that freshmen take. And then, um, honestly, like the biggest thing is just like time management, like adjusting to all of that, because you do have more time than what you probably think, especially being an athlete. But that downtime is like, honestly, what kills me because I'm like, Oh, I just want to sit around and relax. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, I have like seven assignments that are due tomorrow that I need to do. Yeah. I remember that whenever I was, uh, and I think I've mentioned this on previous years of this podcast, but in college at IU, I called games for the IU volleyball team for two years, my junior and senior year and for softball, uh, my junior year before I graduated early. Um, and you don't really realize that from pretty much the moment you wake up until the moment you go to bed, your entire day is scheduled, mm-hmm. especially when you're in season. Yeah. They would have weights in the morning, then they'd go to their classes, but then they'd have to go and they'd want to get, you know, lunch, but mm-hmm. a lot of the athletes would eat at the training tables and then yeah. it's back to class, then an afternoon practice. And then again, training tables and study tables. That's got to be a pretty packed schedule. Mm-hmm. Is it good? Do you think that athletes have, you know, they say that athletes perform better in the classroom. Do you think some of that comes into the fact that, Hey, I've got uh, pretty much my whole day is scheduled out. Yeah, I, I definitely do think so because, you know, like I said, the downtime, it kills me. So just knowing like you have such a packed day and then when you have that moment to work on things or to study, like that's your only time you have it. So you really have no choice. Looking forward, you've reached what I would call the mountaintop where you, (laughs) you know, I said again, all the accolades we've mentioned, Mm -hmm. national champion. What do you do to keep yourself motivated? I mean, obviously it's like, well, we want to win another championship, but what's the motivation? I think whenever you fall, it's easy to say when we fall short, like job not finished, but Mm -hmm. job finished for 2023. So what's the next goal? How do you keep yourself motivated? Um, I think just like keep working hard. I mean, obviously I don't want to go backwards. I want to keep going forward. So, I mean, you know, we've got new people coming in next year, so even just helping them, like showing them the ways to go, like will help me just as a person. And I think like just, you know, my teammates around me and all of that support is just going to be a big help. I guess that's, that's true. The other thing too is like, yeah, we won the championship, but that was with last year's team. Now Mm -hmm. it's a new group of people that, you know, that will come in that haven't won the championship. So we want to, you know, do it again. I don't think anybody says, well, we won one. That's all, you know, that's all we want to do. Um, Tough question number three, and one that I'm sure that you've gotten a lot. A lot of people would say, Debbie Hill, that uh, after your senior year, and especially after you, we go to the All-Star game, you win MVP of that, the Indiana North-South mm-hmm. All-Star game, people are looking around and saying, you know, all these people at this game are going D1. Debbie Hill's going to Trine, mm-hmm. and you accomplished all this this year. Was there ever a thought like, hey, maybe I made the wrong decision no. or, or I made the decision too early? No, I... 
I've never thought that in my life. And I've actually had a lot of people asking, you transferring? You tra-? No, I'm staying at Trine. Um, it's a great fit for me. I mean, I just, I've been so welcomed there. And like Coach D is, he's very great at what he does. Yes, he's tough sometimes, but it's all worth it. I mean, we wouldn't be where we were without him. And I just, I've, I definitely made the right decision for myself and I'm not leaving. You you mentioned people asking, are you transferring or transferring? Did any of those questions come from teammates like Debbie? Are you, you're going to stay, right? I have, well, I haven't really had many teammates up at school ask me that. I've have had like people say you're, you're staying, right? And I'm like, yes, I am. But that's good. Yeah. When you, uh, when you look forward uh, to, to next year, what does that schedule look like in terms of summer now? Fall ball, of course, will be there again. Mm-hmm. What's what's the summer look like? Just hey, I'm gonna relax a little bit, or will it be there's some summer stuff that that trying at trying as well? Or what's so that look like? I know we're eventually gonna get workouts and plans like that. Um, but for right now, I plan on taking a little time off just to relax and recover my body. Um, and then you know, fall ball will start up and we'll start getting into it. And we're actually getting some renovations done on our field right now. So we're super excited about that. So we're going to show it off in the fall and play at home. He's trying to get some schools to come so we can play against them. But Well, that sounds like a, a good way to kind of celebrate championship kickoff yeah. a new season with a you know nice renovated field. Yeah. <laughs> and then do you happen to know, for those that might be thinking, okay, well, if I want to go ahead and book uh, a spring you know, or early summer vacation to go watch Debbie Hill potentially next year, <laughs> the national championship where that would be hosted at or when is that decided on i am not 100 percent sure i've heard it's going to be in virginia okay i don't know where exactly i know last year it was in salem virginia i don't know if it will be in the same place but i'm not 100 percent sure on that i did have a nice conversation with elliot spangler who i believe mm-hmm. maybe you know a soccer player here at whiteland was one of my tas this year he's going to laterno university Okay. And I was kind of trying to figure out where uh, East Texas Baptist University was. And sure enough, only 30 minutes away from oh, where really? Spangler will be playing okay. soccer in Texas. So um, Debbie Hill, it is, I think I speak on behalf of all of uh, Warrior Nation when I say <laughs> that we are so, so proud. And, you know, I think it's it's easy for me to sit here and say, well, yeah, we all saw this coming. But when you get to the next level, it's not always a given that things right. will work out. Um, is there anything that you would like to say? to your former, you know, teammates, all that, you know, all the people back there that are rooting for you? Uh, I definitely like to say thank you for all of the support. And I wouldn't be the person who I am without Whiteland. I mean, I've lived here, gone to school here my whole life. So I, you know, appreciate everyone who's been there for me, helped me, been a teammate of mine, anything. It's been a great, you know, life experience to be a part of Whiteland. People can't see it, but Maddie, who's sitting in the background, is absolutely sobbing right now. She's just <laughs> she has been moved to tears. I'm just kidding. She's she's fine. Uh, no, but I, I I agree. It was it was man. Just seeing all the people tweeting as well, like mm-hmm. Sarah, Mr. Edens, and you know Doug Clements, all these people that are watching. Which yeah. also kudos to the NCAA for taking that D3 coverage up a, a notch. Mm-hmm. I did have a couple issues with the stream every now and then, <laughs> and we also had some issues with the weather. Real quick before we let you go, yeah. that, it was what a week and a half that you all were supposed to be there. It felt like three weeks because i'm always just following your mom on facebook it's like it's pushed back two hours it's pushed back five hours they're gonna start this at midnight now they're gonna start at noon tomorrow yeah that was that was terrible so we actually got lucky throughout the whole season we never had a rain delay anything we never had to pull the tarp pull it off pull the tarp you know but then of course we get to the tournament and rain delay rain delay rain delay i'm like you gotta be kidding me so 
I forget. I think it was against Co. Um, this was to go into the series. And so we played our first game. So we forced an if game. The game after us, they also forced an if game. So they were playing in between our game and our if game. So it was you all, them, them, then you all again. No, it was so Barry and Salisbury played each other first before our game. And then we played Co. And then so Barry and Salisbury forced the if game. So they played after our game. So it was alternating. Right. Gotcha. Well, their game, their second game took eight innings, I think, eight or nine innings. So that already pushed us back even more. And then we get there, we start warming up, lightning. I'm like, great. So then we have to pack all of our stuff up, go to our locker room. We're like, okay, this will be fun. So we're sitting there, we're told game time start is 9.50. And we have to wait at least 30 minutes from the last strike. We're like, okay. And then we find out there's another strike. And we're like, can we just call it and move it to the next day? So that way, because we were, it, we were supposed to have an off day. And Salisbury already knew that they were having their off day because they got their game finished. So we were like, you know what? We don't need an off day. So No off days. No, no off days. So they finally call the game. Well, we get back to our hotel at like 1130. You know, we shower and we still haven't eaten dinner yet. So we order from Applebee's, which, you know, they were great. They worked well with us. We didn't get to eat that dinner. That good Texas eating Applebee's. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was like the only thing open the at midnight. <laughs> so we get it at like 1230. Like, oh gosh. And then we find out we have to, we play at 11 the next day. So we have to be at the fields at nine. It's like a 30 minute drive. So we have to be up at like 730 for breakfast. We're like, oh boy. That's called a grind. Yeah. So we're like, you know what? It's one game today. We play, come back, we can rest. So. Well, I got to give Debbie a lot of credit because literally after the championship was over, she did take my call (laughs) and, or she said, Hey, I can't talk right now. We're at dinner. Mm -hmm. Can I call you back later? And I was like, she is surely gonna forget this like i'm the last thing on her mind right now and she did still call back and i was able to talk to her but debbie hill d3 national softball champion with trine university class of 2022 debbie thank you so much for being here it's always a pleasure and uh i know i said i was gonna try to make it up this year spring got a little bit busy but maybe during the fall i can come up for a fall ball game and check out that new field all right sounds good i think it'll be a good trip oh i'm sure anytime i get to see debbie hill in action that's a good trip Well, that does it for this week's episode of Chit Chat with Corley. Episode three already in the books. Hope you're having a great summer. And, you know, Debbie mentioned the rain. It's a rainy uh, June 12th here. So hopefully no flashbacks for her. (laughs) But until next time, everybody be safe.